Welcome to the Biology of Trauma podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science-based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your endless searching, have a roadmap for your own work, and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to another episode of the Biology of Trauma podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and today we are going to answer the question, what are the five agreements that allow us to do group trauma work safely? And yes, I stress those two words intentionally, group and safe, because who has done any form of group therapy and found it triggering? I've been there, and yet we also can't heal in isolation. And so today in this episode, I want to share with you the five agreements that have allowed me to lead group trauma work safely. In this week's episode, you'll hear me introduce each of the five agreements that I have come up with, and I start the foundational journey with those. Now, I start the foundational journey with a 21-day journey and then three weeks of an intro journey to all parts of me, and I start that 21-day journey. We start with these five agreements in order from the very beginning to know how we're going to keep this space a safe space for everyone. We can say safe space, and yet it can be anything but a safe space. And I know that some of you know what I mean. You've been there too. And so as I teach in this episode, the five agreements, I'm going to be explaining the importance of each of them and how they guide us. They, they become the principles that guide us, not only in our group work, but also on our own individual journey. These five agreements are what allow the group to be safe, uplifting, and empowering. And they become the principles that guide us on our own individual journey for knowing how to even navigate relationships in our life. And so the five agreements serve many purposes, and I'm excited to share them with you today. I've never shared these outside of the foundational journey. And so to be able to share this with you of this is what I have found, and I've pulled these from many different experiences, including my time in 12-step recovery meetings. And I'm excited to share with you the five agreements that I have come up with that allow us, that allow you to lead group trauma work safely. Because whenever we have a group, I call that a gathering of the nervous systems and everyone <laughs> with their nervous system and the dysregulation of their nervous system can create a big mess. I mean, even just two nervous systems in a relationship, in a marriage, right? You still have a gathering of the nervous systems when there's only two people and that can be a mess. And so we have to have agreements for any relationship, even if there's just two people, but especially the larger of a group that we have, we have to have agreements in order to keep that relationship a safe space. And so I'm going to be sharing my perspective as the guide and leader for these five agreements, but here's also what I'm going to do in this episode. I'm going to have people share who are going through the 21 day journey, what it has been like for them to have these agreements. And as you might expect, and this is actually what I secretly hope for, is that these five agreements start to leak out into other areas of their life, not just our group class time. And some of them will share what has surprised them the most as they have come into a group trauma course where they are in a situation where it has been triggering for them before to be around other people and certainly to be sharing, to be seen, to be heard 
and being able to lay this foundation of regulation through the agreements that keep things manageable and safe. And so they'll be sharing what they have discovered about themselves that have surprised them the most. All right. So here's what you're going to learn in this week's episode, what these five agreements are. (laughs) I've talked about them already for so long. You're like, all right, just tell me these five agreements. I'm going to go over the five agreements, but I'm going to share them in a way where you will hear me teaching the five agreements because it is just as important how we say things, not just what we say. And so I can tell you these five agreements, but I also want you to hear how I present them to the group. And so the first part of the episode, you will hear me teaching on the five agreements to those who have just started their foundational journey and are in that 21 day journey portion of it. You're also going to learn why we agree to not hold ourselves to the standard of perfectionism in this group trauma work, why staying present is key rather than in the stories of the past the responsibility and why we we must take personal responsibility for ourselves, how we can have those who have gone before us on a journey, help us grow and learn that we're not alone. We've got people who can support us and share their experiences. And then the very, uh, the last part of this episode will be members of the 21 day journey, actually sharing how the agreements have been for them and what has surprised them most about what they have learned about themselves. So with that, let's jump in. I'm going to start teaching on the five agreements during a 21 day journey. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about capacity and what we're doing here. So in fact, let's just do that. Let's remind ourselves of what we're doing here. We are going on a journey into our nervous system. And on that journey, you have been discovering your capacity, your current level of capacity, your capacity for anything, your capacity to be present, right? Your capacity to hold stress, your capacity to grow with these exercises. All of that is capacity. And when we overstretch our capacity, ah, it overwhelms us and we go into shutdown. And so we look at what is our current capacity? What is our current capacity for conflict? What is our current capacity for relationships? What is our current capacity for joy? How much of all of that can I hold before it overflows and overwhelms? And this is all what we discover as we go on a journey into our nervous system. That's the only way to truly know what our capacity is, because there are many factors, many, many factors that go into creating our capacity. It's not just the events that have happened in our life. It is so much more than that. And so you can't read and have an idea of what your capacity is. It's actually something you have to experience. And we do that going on a journey into our nervous system. And each person has a different capacity. So we can't look at someone else's nervous system or read about someone else's nervous system and expect to understand our own capacity. We each have our own capacity and our capacity can change even throughout the day. As you guys have noticed that even your experiences with the exercises can change from one minute to the next, from one day to the next. So our capacity is always in flex. And as we gather here and what I call, we have a gathering of the nervous systems. We have a gathering of nervous systems from around the world. We have agreements so that we stay true to our purpose here. There are a lot of things that can go wrong in groups. There are a lot of things that can go wrong when even just two nervous systems get together. 
And so in order to have a gathering of nervous systems, especially of all different backgrounds and different cultures and everything could be different. But when we come together, when we have a gathering of the nervous systems, we have agreements so that we can be helpful to each other and not harmful or triggering to each other, helpful to each other. And so agreement number one is that we agree to be present to the best degree possible. And for that to be good enough for today, my capacity to be present, my capacity to be present for you, my capacity to be present for myself. I'm still agreeing that my capacity will be good enough for today. I won't go into judgment for myself or for you. I will just be present to my best degree possible and for that to be good enough for today. One of the concepts that you'll learn about in the attachment and neurodevelopment module is this idea of interoception. Interoception is this concept that we can actually be attuned to our body physiology, things like perhaps our hunger, our thirst, but more than that, I mean, just our our visceral sensations and experiences. And what they have found is that a mom a mom who is more interoceptive to herself so she can sense and read and be connected to her own body, she has a greater capacity to attune and read her baby's nervous system. So that's that's so much of the important work that you are doing here is that by you actually going on a journey into your own nervous system, and learning actually how to be more present, building your capacity to be present for yourself, something we call interoception. You actually increase your capacity to be present for others as well, whether whoever it is, whether it's a family member, whether it's your child, whether it's at your work, whether it's a friend, doesn't matter. Our ability to be present for another is directly related to our capacity to be present to ourselves. We have agreement number two, so that we're not going to hold ourselves to the standard of perfectionism. We will make mistakes. We will make mistakes in life. And so rather than holding ourselves to the standard of perfectionism, we simply start with what we can right now. What can I do right now to build my capacity so that I can be a better version of myself tomorrow? This gives me the grace to not have to hold myself to the standard of perfectionism because I am doing my best. And I've also had your commitment that you are doing your best. And so we don't need to hold ourselves to the standard of perfectionism. I don't need to hold you to the standard of perfectionism. I can simply let you have your experience, let you start where you think you need to start with your capacity. And I will build my capacity starting with what I can right now so that we have this mutual agreement That when we come together, we are not holding ourselves, each other, to the standard of perfectionism. And what a relief, because then that that allows us to actually be in community, be in relationship with another person, and not be holding ourselves to the standard of perfectionism, but nor the other person to the standard of perfectionism. Then we have agreement number three, personal responsibility, so that I can let myself stay responsible for what I need to do. Knowing that I'm not perfect, knowing that I've got work to do, I can hold myself responsible for that and not blame that on someone else. And similar, I can let other people be responsible for themselves 
knowing that they have their capacity to build and I'm not responsible for that. I'm not holding them to the standard perfectionism and I'm not jumping in to save them. I will let them build their own capacity and be responsible, be responsible for the energy that we show up to this group, be responsible for our reactions in this group, be responsible for our problems, our moods, so that we stay responsible for our capacity, for building our capacity, and for doing what we want to do today to be a better and truer version of ourselves tomorrow. Agreement number four, we agree to keep this a safe space. I agree to not intentionally trigger you. Even though, yes, your reactions are your responsibility, I am also not going to intentionally (laughs) trigger you. And so we do that by choosing what to share with each other, knowing that when we go into stories, that is often going to be triggering or feel heavy for other people. It's also going to feel heavy for me. It's also going to trigger me and put my body back into that overwhelm. And that's not what I want to share with you. I'm choosing the energy that I share with you. And why would I want to share that heaviness? There is a time and place for that, a time and place for that. And that is not this group here, this gathering of the nervous systems, because that would take us away from our primary purpose here. And so authentically, I get to show up and choose the energy, choose what I share with this group so that I let you stay responsible for your action, your reactions. And I'm not also intentionally triggering you. But our capacity to be present, our capacity to get out of the story, (laughs) our capacity to get out of talking about about stuff and just just do the work, just do an exercise. And I'm curious, just by show of hands, how many have been surprised at how much you've been able to accomplish and, and, and have your body respond to without even talking about stuff? Isn't this amazing? This is the value of being able to be in the present moment. And that takes practice. But as you practice it, as what you've been experiencing, you build your capacity to do that. You build your capacity to be in the present moment. Now, I will say that the rest of the world does not know this yet. (laughs) And so what may happen is that you will still go out and you'll be with friends or you'll be in a gathering of other nervous systems that don't have these agreements and someone will start going into story. And for the first time, you will feel the response in your body that you've always had, but never noticed before. And you'll be like, they're going into story (laughs) and you'll be able to notice it. You'll be able to choose what to do in that moment. But this is just so common. This is just how we have often lived our life that you're going to start noticing things that you've just never noticed before. You've just been immersed in with everyone's stories and how we, how we share that with each other. So I'll be curious and interesting to see how that goes for you in navigating those changes in relationships and situations outside of this group where we have these agreements. And agreement number five is that we agree to take direction from those who are here to help guide us and who have done this journey. And as I look across the room at the mentors, they have each been on their journey. Their, their capacity, their capacity has, has had to change because they used to be in your seat and just a participant. And they just got to show up. They got to choose whether that day they wanted their camera off or camera on. How do I feel today? 
And now they can't do that. <laughs> they have had to build their capacity to show up in a powerful way to lead an exercise. This is not where they started. They haven't always been this way. And so to even be able to see them and their growth and for you to be able to witness that and to hopefully take inspiration from that and being able to learn from them, learn from how they've built their capacity, learn how they've incorporated this into their daily life to make this just how they live every day. That's how we build our capacity, not by setting aside five, 10 minutes a day to stop what we're doing and go do a somatic exercise, but to build this into just how we go throughout our whole day. That is the secret to actually building our capacity. You have just heard me teaching on these five agreements. And I teach on these five agreements through a different perspective every day during that first three weeks of the foundational journey or the 21 day journey portion. And how that is presented is able to build on itself so that individuals not only see how they keep the group safe, but also as you've heard me teach in this setting, how we can apply that and really use that for our own personal healing journey as well outside of the group, but just have them be principles that guide us on building our capacity. So now that I've introduced you to the five agreements, I want you to hear from those people going through the foundational journey, how these five agreements land for them. What is it like for them to go through a group trauma work and have these five agreements? And what have been some of the most surprising things that they have learned about themselves by being able to go through a group foundational journey for addressing stored trauma in the body? I could speak to several, but I will stick to the one that was most surprising for me, which was the perfectionism, not holding ourselves to that standard, because I am, I'm sure as many others, you know, the queen of perfectionism. And I thought when I first heard this, I was like, oh God, this is going to be a battle. I'm going to be at war with this, the whole process. And what was really surprising for me is the way that this is structured, both how Dr. Amy teaches in her videos, and then when we come together, how the mentors reinforce and the sharing with the community. I can't actually identify the bar. Like I can't actually identify the goal. So I couldn't actually figure out how to be perfectionistic about it, which was such a great release because everybody has a different experience. You yourself have a different experience. And then, you know, when Dr. Amy and the mentors try or are trying things and they actually say, mm, yeah, no, that's not working for me today. Or, you know, I didn't really get what I wanted out of that. So I'm going to try something different. And again, there's no real benchmark for me. That's my personal experience. And so I was actually able to let that go. And it's been an amazing journey in that regard. So I don't, I'm not fighting it at all. I just take it all. I'm listening to my body. My body's kind of in charge and I'm going, okay, well, you don't like that. Let's try something different. And I'm not, you know, there's no judgment. So I love the way this has been structured. So observation is, it's so clear how these agreements keep a space and a time and a specific group of people interacting just safe. 
that's like the number one observation. The how it's affected me is the the word that I can think of is relief. I think it might be the first time that I can remember in my life when I wasn't entirely focused on is everybody else okay? What's going on with everybody else? And so I really felt the freedom to focus on what was going on with me. That was a huge, huge gift. The one that rang true with me is just uh, not going into story and keeping it a safe space. And I realized just in my own mind how much I go into story and that story gets carried away. And just being present in the present moment, focusing on this present moment and what this moment has to give to us. Just being grateful, like in all of the opportunities in this present moment, like why go into story? Just be right here in this present moment. And because this moment has so much to give as opposed to a story, you know? And then I even know, like Dr. Amy said, I even notice when other people are going into stories, I'm like, oh, that's just a story, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, just being in the present moment and being grateful for what this moment has to give. I think for me, there's two of them. Number one, it's the perfectionism because I tend to want to do everything perfect. So sometimes I set myself up for failure. So I really appreciated that. And and the second big one for me was present. I don't think I've been present most of my life. No matter what I'm doing, my head is someplace else. And I really worked on that. And I mean, so to know that we can just sit here and only be doing this and concentrating has been a big thing for me. And I've really been able to carry that into even washing dishes last night. I was sitting there, I was trying to look at each dish and I'm like, now, don't be thinking about what you have to do tomorrow, wash these dishes. So it's been very good for me. I think that's probably some of the, you know, reason for, you know, my problem is that I'm constantly thinking about something else. So learning to be right here is really good. Thank you. I have so much theory in my head, so much information, and I was so aware of being how important it is to be present and how important it is to be not to be a perfectionistic, which I am, or I'm trying not to be, and how how important it is to be personally responsible for everything I'm doing. It was all in my head. This practice during this during this journey has helped me a lot to to embrace it, to really feel it. Because in my head, I know, yes, I need to be present and still I'm not most of the time. And I don't want to be a perfectionist and still I am. I want to do everything perfect and I want to take personal responsibility, but I still, I don't, I didn't have the capacity to feel it inside my body. And um, working here uh, with you and the mentors and every everybody else and sharing this um, safe space, helped me a lot to become more aware of it and to to bring it inside me and to feel it on a deeper level. And for that, I'm so grateful to all of you. Thank you. I just wanted to say that um, in the past, I have always uh, compared myself, trying to help everyone in the group, I always stayed in, uh, been looking at whatever everyone else has been doing. 
reading all the comments and trying to um, help them or fix uh, every issues that they have had and everything. And now I just, oh, wow, I can allow myself to just be present with myself. And that was the main thing I actually learned in this course. It was the most important thing because I'm doing that in all, in life in general as well. And that's why I'm not, I never have been present in my life. I've never felt any of my feelings because I've always thought that everyone else is more important than my feelings or what I need and everything. So, yeah, uh, I just love those five agreements. And uh, I just want to say that if I have come out as harsh or if I have said anything uh, when when uh, someone else or the participants have been commenting on my comments and I have uh, always said uh, my uh, those five agreements have really helped me, it has never been about judging that person or anything uh it was uh, solely just so i i could express that uh how important those five agreements have really meant to me i just wanted to say that so um yeah thank you i have uh i really learned uh, something valuable uh, really valuable from that so thank you i want to speak about personal responsibility for how you show up because I think that this was the most radical idea for me. And it's really made me think a lot about how I am in the world. Um, the notion that we have an accountability for the impact we have on others and that we also have all the control that we need and reflecting that sometimes as a person of privilege, it's easy to take up space because you can take the right to be in a bad mood or yell a bit or be a bit prickly. And that's a privilege that I don't want to be taking. But in, and, and learning that instead of that, I can actually do the work myself to show up with equanimity. I, I, I feel like it's a radical idea. And I found myself behaving differently within my family, even as a result. Um, it's relatively easy to practice that in a group of strangers because, you know, I'm usually well behaved. But to do that with co-workers or children or spouse and really think, I have to be responsible for how I'm responding now. So this morning, I was on a walk with my family. Um, I was enjoying it and being act really active. And then I got a little bit left behind. And I realized that some panic was setting in for me. And my first reaction might have been to yell to them, why are you leaving me behind? And instead, I was able to say, what do I need in order to find my calm and be at my pace? And it was a really different response. First of all, I totally love the structure of five agreements. And I love how Dr. Amy skillfully tailors every time to the topic. So that in itself was very powerful. Uh, transformation for me, just not listening to five agreements, which are exactly the same, blah, 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 but how they are molded with every uh, topic. And it's hard to say which one in particular is more important because I think each session will bring a different one 
to surface. And I can say that probably, probably the, the theme throughout this whole, whole training or course, I don't know how to say it correctly, or experience, let's call it experience. The theme, the mantra for me became that I have to be slow, gentle, and loving, no matter what I do. So that includes self-responsibility, that includes being present, that includes all of the five agreements. And when I even say about that, that brings that awareness that I have not been doing it my whole life. I have not. I've been pushing myself. I've been doing it. I've been telling stories. I've been blah, blah, blah. So just be in the moment, being in the moment, being gentle, calm, slow. Oh, not calm necessarily. Ah, could be called, but slow, not pushing myself, slow, gentle, and loving. So I'm very grateful that those five agreements brought me to the place where I have this awareness and realization. Thank you so much. The one that's been standing out to me is I am responsible. It's just been a great reminder. I'm responsible for myself and I'm allowing others to be responsible for their self. And just hearing that each day, it's just a great reminder that, yeah, and um, today that I'm responsible of the pace and my own pace with my own healing journey. And I really love that. As a support mentor this time around, I am that person who previously was the like mama bear. Let me take care of all of you. And it's been such a joy to show up to the best of my ability, like to be at the present to the best degree possible and, and to know that each day that that changes for me and to still be loved and supported and feel safe in this community, no matter how I'm showing up on any day um, has been such a gift to me. And I think the other big thing for me is, um, you know, and that, that has translated into like, I don't have to be perfect in order to show up. I can just show up and be present and still be loved and supported in this community. And then the other big thing for me when I first joined was that I'm a storyteller, I'm a writer, I'm a, I'm a composer. And it was really challenging for me in the beginning. I was like, how am I going to do this without going into story? And uh, it has been so freeing to show up and to not be triggered by other stories. And it has helped me to not go into my own story too. Like I don't need all the details. It's nice enough to just know that when something comes up, ah, that's, you know, that's all I need. I can just acknowledge it and not go into the story. And I still tell stories in the, in the community for support in the intentional community for support. I still tell stories, but it's no longer full of triggering things. And it's been so, so freeing to really apply that to my everyday life. I'm so appreciative for what this journey has done for me and connecting with all of you as a mentor has been so lovely. Thank you. I love that. It feels freeing to really apply that to my everyday life. Again, I told you, I confess to you that it's my secret goal that they take these five agreements and then it leaks over into the other areas of, the, of their life where we also need agreements. We also need agreements, whether we're working with ourselves or in relationship with someone else. And with that, that concludes this week's episode in which we explored. I shared with you my five agreements and how I use them to be able to lead a group of people 
through transformational trauma work on a foundational journey. These five agreements help us stay present to ourselves, attuned to our own body and nervous systems, be aware of our own capacity to handle stress, people, places, things, and being able to stay out of perfectionism, staying out of story, and being able to own, take responsibility for ourselves and our journey, knowing that we are not alone, that there are other people who have done at least one piece of what we want to do and that they can be there to support us. I love these stories and I love these shares. We call it open share time. We call it open share time where they are able to share and reflect on the changes that they are experiencing as they go through this foundational journey. I've got some resources for you in the show notes. I will have these five agreements in the show notes. Feel free to take them, apply them, adapt them to the work that you're doing. They are free for you to use. How's that? And I also have another resource for you. This is my guide on steps to identify and heal trauma. This is a great introduction place to understanding if you have stored trauma or if being able to recognize if your patients or clients have stored trauma. How can we actually identify? And then what are the steps for the healing journey? And this is a great introduction to why this foundational journey, this foundational journey lays our foundation of regulation before we can safely process trauma, regulation before processing. And so this foundational journey has two sections. One is the three-week, 21-day journey, which you just heard me teach in that 21-day journey on these agreements. And then after that, there's the three-week intro journey to all parts of me, which is the other essential piece for helping to lay the foundation of regulation before we can safely process trauma. So check out this episode's show notes for these resources and also to post your questions and comments about this episode and what it was like for you to hear these five agreements, which one spoke to you specifically. I'm your host for this Biology of Trauma podcast, Dr. Amy. Thank you for joining us today, and I will see you on the next episode. Until then, lots of love. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey, and you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars, share it with a friend or colleague. If you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.